Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways that keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. We're having a conversation today um, about, I think I'm going to call this when the whole house is just overwhelming. Uh, so I love my conversation today. Our guest is uh, an empty nester and has lived in the house for a really long time. And everybody likes collecting things. And a lot of the joy and the identity uh, that she finds are in a lot of her creative endeavors. And yet they have started to take over to the point where they're harder to enjoy now. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I do want to remind you that those who do these strategy sessions with me are, uh, they get to apply when they are a patron of the show. So if you are interested in being a patron of the show, go to Patreon dot com slash a slob comes clean. I'll also have the link in the show notes and find out more about that. So, all right, here we go. Here's my conversation. Janet, you are here to talk to me about your house. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what your unique life situation is. Oh, that's pretty easy to say. Um, anybody that would walk into our house, Dana would know that we're collectors, um, from the very front door, to the basement, to the main level, to the upstairs is collections of really cool vintage things. Anything from, we're record collectors. My husband likes old vintage toys. I like quilts. Um, I have two cupboards full of quilts that I change in my living room. So that takes up space mm -hmm. and that's part of my issue. Do you work outside the home or you, what, okay, what's your um, situation? I'm 67 and uh, my, both my husband and I are retired. Okay. So that, um, I do. I I stay very busy. I um, I've had diabetes fifty five years. I'm on an insulin pump, and I go to the Y uh, very often. And I exercise in the water. I love to dance, so I do cardio dancing. Oh, fun! Um, I just I stay very busy. I have really a lot. Of, I've been a member of that Y since 1984, and so um, they know me there. You know, it's like family. It's a really wonderful place to go. That's great. And, uh, love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that are working well for you. Can you give me some examples of things that have helped you in your home? Well, the container concept and putting things away. And actually before, you know, I got on today, I, I walked around the house and I got a real true picture of like the fact that I guess everything, if I were to say to you first, second and third situation, it's, it's a clutter threshold issue. So I noticed today on your Kindred Spirits broadcast that people had issues, as I do, with clutter, clutter threshold. And I, I appreciate one of the things that you, you share, and it's wonderful that you share, is that you have a different clutter threshold than your mom. I would imagine that my clutter threshold is like your mom's. But well, somebody said something, um, like I have lots and lots of, Dana, a lot of cupboards that uh, if I want to go shopping in my house, I can go to a cupboard because I haven't been there for a while. And it's <laughs> like my daughter, you know, I found she's uh, 43 and I found a a baby quilt, you know, that she had and I had crocheted or uh, embroidered her name on it, you know, and she's like, where did you find that? Well, it was in one of the drawers. So um, yeah. I've been collecting forever, Dana. So, um, 
and my husband used to call my, my, my quilts things like rags, but he says that in a funny tone, tone of voice because yeah. I rescue quilt tops. And um, I had a dear friend in, uh, in the 80s that we would tie them in her home. So uh, my children grew up with quilts that they could cuddle and love. So that's it's true. Love it. so, so the container concept has helped you. Yes. But you are working toward reaching your clutter threshold. I've already exceeded my clutter threshold. And the issue okay. is it keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. And I'm thinking, do I just resolve the fact and admit that I have this much stuff and go, you really, don't, I, I don't really want to get rid of stuff, but okay. I, I don't want to live like this. So there's, there's that, I, I can't live like this anymore, but I, there's really, if somebody were to say, well, can you get rid of that? And it's like, well, I prefer not to. But I have been going through the second issue with my clothes. So I've been going through trying to, you know, declutter that. But one of the issues with me, as you were saying, is I, I love to dress like I do um, dressing your truth. And I'm a type one. And that person is a fun loving person that loves to to have fun. And just the word fun, you know, for even for a 67 year old is like, that's my, I smile and I laugh and I, I love color. So I'm not working. And I used to be a dietitian, and so I don't talk to people. So one way to talk to people is to dress fun. And so I get a lot of, you know, looks and stares. It's like I wear leggings now that it's cold out. I, I appreciate your sharing how cold it is in your climate. And especially in Minnesota with Dawn, you know, it's like I wear a different pair of leggings every day. And the lady at the Y said, oh, I like those. So it was fun. <laughs> this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So you are, you think that you're probably more like my mom in that things have, there's places for stuff. Yes, all the stuff has a place and yet it's too much. It's making life harder. Is that right? Well, the places are just... The, the places are like whole rooms and whole, and yeah. we're not just, we're, it's all stacks. Like in the basement where my sewing is, I have three sewing, probably two sewing rooms upstairs and a sewing room in the basement. And it just, but okay. each place has stacks and boxes of different colors. If anybody okay. is a sewer, you have like blues and pinks here and conversational prints okay. there. Let's talk about one room. So let's talk about what is the, the one room that you started out or that you overall consider to be your sewing room or quilting room like which describe my bedroom that. upstairs okay right, that room it's you your bedroom that, room. that you sleep in no 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 no, no okay no. it's uh, up there's an apartment upstairs and okay. um when we we lived up there it was a apart it was a bedroom but as you walk in the whole one wall are three shelves metal shelves of boxes all the way to the top of the ceiling labeled projects or 
different colors or things that I'm going to take to a retreat, you know? Okay. And then so- the other side, then there's a machine and then there's two cupboards full of stuff. And if, when you open, Dana, when you open a cupboard, it's like Pandora's box. Like that one cupboard could fill the entire room. Just so let's, cupboard. let's talk about that room though. You like, I'm envisioning an apartment that you used to live in. Now it's just kind of an extra space. And here's, here's what I'm envisioning, envisioning in my mind is that you moved into the regular house part and you thought that is going to be the perfect space where I will be able to go up there and I will be able to quilt and I'll have all of my quilting stuff up there. And like, I have won the house lottery to have that space. I mean, did you have any of those feelings? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. So that space, is there any reason why that space would not be a quilting space now? No, but it's okay. it's expanded to three other rooms. Right. So that's that I think that that right there is is key is to remember the vision and the purpose of that room and of your whole house. You probably and I know this for myself, you know, as I moved, it's like, this is what this room is for. And part of the reason why I want that room to be that is so that I don't have to have that stuff all over the house. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that room is a container. It, it okay. is a container. And yet the first thing that deserves space in the container is the function. And you already know the function of that space. And so that function is to be able to actually do quilting. So what are the supplies that you need to be able to do the quilting? Like you need the, um, sewing machine. machine Let's talk about the actual action of it. Okay. You could have three pieces of fabric and make a quilt, right? I know it makes your heart hurt because you, (laughs) but, but the function would be the sewing machine. And then the, is it the quilting frame? No. That is usually done on a long arm machine and somebody else does it. I just make the So you don't do the else. long arm. Okay. I don't do the long arm. I just okay. make the tops. Okay. So really, truly for function, you need what? A, a table to work on and a sewing machine, right? Okay. So those things deserve space first. And then we look at the space as a container and we go, okay, these metal shelves that are here, I mean, you probably put them in there for all the right purposes, right? So it's a matter of, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is, uh, I mean, well, you could do either way that you wanted to, but like your goal is to make this the quilting area. And this is going to be the limit for the quilting area because it's driving you mad to have the rest of the house bursting at the seams with quilting stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the goal is going to be to get it all into that room, but we can't just drag it all into that room because then it would be a huge mess, right? So it's, okay, first thing I'm going to do is go through this space and just say, okay, is there anything in here that's actually, and I know you're not going to want me to say this, but is there any trash in here? Like, is there any, I know, and there probably isn't, but you're still going to look and you're just going to go, I'm just going to open up each of these boxes And I'm going to look for trash because that's what Dana told me to do. And I took this hour with her. And so I'm going to, I'm going to just do it. Even though there's probably not in the trash, you know, first of all, there could be 
a box that somehow somebody else put in there because it was a place to put it. And you're like, oh, that's not actually fabric. Oh, oops. You know, <laughs> but even if that's not the case and there is no trash, just like you thought, you now have a much better understanding of what's actually in all of these boxes. When's the last time that you looked through every single box of fabric in that space? Mm. Well, the issue is the corner cupboard, like the Pandora's box has other stuff in it besides okay. sewing stuff. Like I changed my decor because when I felt deprived, I used to change my accessories. So I mm-hmm. have, I probably have 50 pictures that I can put up all around the house, okay. um, different seasons, different things. So that closet's got that, not just sewing okay. stuff. It's got Christmas presents that I know, but you know, you were saying, where would you look for it first? It's like, where would I look for future presents in that cupboard? Where would I look for a picture to change? It's in that cupboard. Okay. Um, But at the same time, we can say if this room is only for sewing, then where would I look for this stuff first? Yeah. Take it out of the room. Take the pictures out of that room. Yeah. Take, take, take that space being a random catch all out of the equation. Okay. And then, you know, so that those things say, yes, I would look for excess Christmas presents or, you know, future Christmas presents or something in this space, except that now this space is going to be just for fabric. So I got to get this stuff out of here. It can't be in here. It can't live in here because that's not what it's for. So if this room is out of the question, let me ask you right now, if that room was not an option, where would you look first for Christmas presents that you're storing? Well, I'd have to attack one of the other areas that has. Well, just just don't don't attack an area first. Just tell me wh- what's a place where you would look first for Christmas presents if you couldn't have them. But that's in that the room. only place it's ever been for. I know thirty years. So so just give me a off the top of your head instinct. Like I don't like this is well, not that I could change it and put it in the basement. I can put it in the basement. Okay. Because you would look, if you're like, oh, wait, my sewing room, even if you went up and walked up there and we're like, oh, wait, that's right. There's nothing in here except for sewing stuff anymore. Is the basement the first place where you would think to look next? I will have to make that the case because the fabric is downstairs, then could come upstairs and that's right. But let's, let's don't go that far down the, the path. I want you to think literally try to try to go on instinct. If you're, if you're trying to think it through and decide, take that out and say, what is the instinct of the first place where I would look if this room only has sewing stuff in it? Every room is full. I know, but where's the first place where you would look? I know this is hard. I know. I feel like I'm being mean, but <laughs> I'm not. I, Dana, I don't know. I mean, they're all full. I mean, every okay. space, every cupboard Well, you is full. said basement. So let's say it's basement. I'll, I'll, all just, right? I'll switch fabric from okay. the basement to the Here, basement. Instead of thinking of it as switching, let's do this. So the basement is where you would look first if this room is not an option anymore. Okay. So we're going to take the Christmas presents. How many do you have right now? Because it is January as we're talking. Are there still some up there? Three, three boxes. I mean, just like my father used to work for BGE. They're like meter boxes, you know, just boxes, little boxes, not, not tubs. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take those boxes down to the basement because that's the first place that popped in my mind as where I would look if they weren't in here. I'm going to go to the basement and I'm going to say, okay, where in the basement would I look first for this? And I'm going to go to that spot and then I'm going to remove stuff from that spot to make the room for these things. Most likely it's going to be fabric that will then go back up to that space. But instead of thinking of it as this, well, if I'm going to put that in the basement, 
then I'm going to have to also switch this stuff around because then you can get into this situation where you're like half doing things. Well, I pulled all this stuff out. Well, I better go down to the basement and I better get six tubs of fabric and get them up there. Wow. I'm tired. I'm going to have to call my daughter to come and help me, or I'm going to have to wait until, you know, so like all these things can happen there. And instead I'm going to say, these boxes can't live here. So I'm going to put them in the first place where I would look for them other than here. I'm going to take it down there. And what I'm only going to take out what I need, what will create the space for these boxes of Christmas gifts. Okay. And then I will take that stuff, which is probably fabric, and I'm Mm going to take it to its first place where I would look for it, which the first place where you would look for fabric is going to be in your sewing room, right? So I'm going to put that up there. So, so that you're not pulling, yanking everything out and then ending up with this difficult situation where you just shove it all back in because life happens, right? Now with this, let's talk about those Christmas gifts. How fun is it to go from upstairs in the apartment, carrying stuff all the way down to the basement? Is that super fun? Well, I mean, I know you go to the Y every day to exercise. No, I don't mind. It's super fun. I I don't mind. Okay, that's fine. I was just going to say. Finally, I mean, my knees still work. You know, okay, there good. were a time that my knees didn't work so good. But there I are go to the some times. So my knees still work. Okay. Well, good. Sometimes that trekking of upstairs here to down there will trigger, oh, wait, it's January. And I didn't give these gifts last month. So maybe they're actually dead donations. Some of them. I feel like I'm hurting your feelings. <laughs> no, the issue is we just, well, we went through the books in the middle room upstairs in the apartment and we cleared out a closet. My husband said he needed another quote unquote, another bookshelf. Uh-huh. So what we did was we cleared the present bookshelf and I got rid of four boxes of books. Good. But two we found to give to our daughter. Now these aren't necessarily, I shouldn't call them Christmas presents. These are gifts future gifts like we belong to a church so they're gifts for baby showers there's gifts for birthday presents okay so they're not christmas presents these are just okay it's like your gift area no i i I got it it makes more sense because i'm like okay i mean it's like collectible cups you know right beautiful little classes at the same time that trekking that stuff down to the basement will often help you go you know what i'd rather put these three items in the donate box and only take the stuff that is my favorite. You know what I mean? So it's just all of that, even though it's item by item, it is like final decision by final decision. So then you go back to this closet because you took the fabric up there so that you needed to to remove to make the space for the gift stuff. And then you say, okay, I what else in this closet is not meant for the sewing room? And I am going to take, you know, that thing to the first place where I would look for it, even though it's been in this spot forever. What's the first place where I would look for it if this is only a sewing room? So tell me something else that's in that space. We're just going to kind of talk through these. The one space could not be used for anything because it's got, it's a long closet in the front of the house. And I I stick things, you know how people do, Mm -hmm. all around quilts that are on hangers with wooden hangers. And I must have 35, 40 quilts hanging up in that long, in that, in that cupboard. Well, it sounds like that cupboard. cupboard. Yeah. That cupboard is great. I'm talking about something else that's in that sewing room. But see, that that is not just a sewing room. It's a bedroom. So right now there's a dresser 
There's two dressers and a bed. Does it need to be a bedroom? Oh my, Dana. Yeah, it does. Why? But I, I use that bed. No, I use that bed. Now for a sewer, I'm not sure if you're a sewer, but a sewer needs to lay things out. Mm-hmm. And that bed is a great place to lay out projects. Okay. And that, yes, like that's I what I have pictured like in my mind yeah. of my mother laying stuff out on her bed on that cardboard, yeah. you know, do lolly right, thing. Cardboard th- do lolly thing. Okay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> but is there any other furniture in that room that isn't actually needed that wouldn't contribute to the sewing because because you know that's kind of a nice thing it's like okay this is the bed it's a place for me to do my laying out my quilt stuff on it but also when my daughter or somebody else comes Mm -hmm. to visit they can technically stay there so all right that deserves to stay but are there all the pieces of a bedroom that actually are taking up space that I and I don't need these things you know I mean like unless somebody comes and stays three months and needs to unpack everything, you know, and, and live in there consistently. But, you know, it's likely that grandkids could stay, you know, on the bed and not really need a lot of other stuff, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's just that the two dressers have quilt tops. Okay. Fabric from other quilt things. Um, one drawer, like when you say, where would you look for it first? Like all my ribbons are in one drawer and I know exactly, you know, for the last 20 years, yeah. if I find and that's some fine. ribbon, it goes, it goes right to that drawer. You know? It sounds and like I'm- they're very useful and that is fine. Here's what I'm hearing. You have a lot of stuff. You mentioned to me, you said earlier that it's just too much and it's, it's too much. Like you're just feeling overwhelmed by how much stuff you have. And yet, because it's complicated, because it's all useful and blah, blah, blah. I think really sticking with the one item at a time is actually what's going to help you. Like it feels like, but there's so much to do. So I should do something big and flashy and splashy and and some major overhaul. And yet the thing that's really going to change your home is if you say, I'm going to go one item at a time. What does not deserve to be in a sewing room? I'm going to take that out. And the place where I would look for it first, I'm going to remove something from that space that either leaves my house or goes to a real home. Because your goal needs to be to get all of your sewing stuff, which does, I'm not talking about those 20 quilts that are in that narrow closet. We're not talking about those. That's a different thing, right? Like those are display items. But as far as supplies, the goal is to get them all into this space. And yet you don't want to bring all of them up there at one time. And then you just shut down because you look around and it's piled to the ceiling and you can't even walk through the room. Like we're in the, I love Lucy episode, right? Where they were moving and they couldn't find anything like that's not what we want. So you want to go one item at a time, which means, okay, let's say that you've, you've cleared out, you know, the things that aren't supposed to be in the sewing room. That means you go to another space in your home that has sewing fabric in it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this has to go upstairs to the sewing room. So as you look at that stuff, you determine, I don't want to carry anything up there that doesn't deserve space up there. So that means I have my donate box, which I'm guessing, you know, a lot of quilters who would be beyond thrilled to, for you to give them. And who also, by the way, if you ever needed something would probably be willing to give it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Anyway. That's that's a little side note there, but you're going to look at, okay, this, I don't want this room to have 
a closet full of fabric because this is not my sewing room. So I'm going to take what I can carry in one handful, but I'm not going to carry anything up there that I don't want. So I'm going to go ahead and pull out things to put in the donate box and then carry up what I'm pretty sure I like all this stuff. I'm going to carry it all the way upstairs. And then I'm going to look in this space and go, okay, now I have to have space for this. And I just carried this stuff upstairs, which means that I really liked it, but it has to have a real place. So on this shelf here, if every shelf is full, I have to replace. I say, well, I loved these enough to carry them upstairs. What do I love less than this? And I'm going to pull out fabric piece by fabric piece. And I'm going to put in the ones that, you know, so it's like, it's that slow thing. And yet everything is final. Every, nothing is in it. And if it, if it didn't deserve space in the sewing room, it needs to be donated. Yes. Right. I get it. Right? I get it. I get it. It's just that, you know, I'm, I, I don't consider myself the crafter, but somebody in my wearable art group, I'm in a wearable art group. And a sewing guild and the wearable art group, they work with jewelry, they work with leather, they work, they're professional seamstresses and they, um, so I've got some, I'm not sure if you've heard of wool felting, but I've got a wool felting machine and then I have wool felting and then I have some threads that you can make on the machine and you can make things and, um, and I've been in that group for 20 years and they're very, very, um, cheerleaders, you know, because I mean, here I'm 67, but they're, they're in their eighties and seventies and some in their nineties. And they're very, all very talented. And they just, I, 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 you know, I am, I'm looking at something when I talk to you so I can be cheerleaded by a dear soul that taught me how to quilt. So it's just the people that, like you said, yeah, they'll share. Like when I needed a piece of fabric, I asked my guild if they had it and they told me where to look and I was able to go online and find something. So, you know, it's like, there is that interlocking. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether 
whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week, I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one-hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style, gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. Do you have full awareness of all the fabric that you have and where exactly it is? Like, like when you just said there was a kind, okay, you do. All right. Okay. I was just curious because sometimes that's an issue. If all the fabric is upstairs, except the boxes that didn't fit, I have some in the basement in a totally different area, just on a totally different. My husband says, I gave you all these metal cabinets to put food on and there's stuff on the floor and there's stuff everywhere. And why isn't the food on the cupboard, you know, on the shelves? And it's like, well, I had to use a couple of those shelves for my cream color fabric or my but conversational that, print, you know? Right. Just, and that cream colored fabric needs to go to the sewing room. Like you need yeah. to let it And it was be, already there. It, right. And it was funny. I was sitting there laughing and looking at you going, yeah, I did that. I took a whole bit of those little kitty bins, like for kindergarten. I took it all out. Like I have a middle room upstairs. The apartment used to have this pass-through room with one of our girls, two of our girls slept in with bunk beds. And that room is my my sewing room too, because there's a surgery there and a cutting room and a cutting table. So there's no room other than that room for the cutting table. So, and then there's a, a nice old um, oak t- round table that's got the surgery. So that room is also sewing, could be sewing, but the only thing in that room is the cutting table and, and the surgery's on top of it. But that area used to have squeezed in the cut all around the cutting table where there's cubbies. And I took them all downstairs and just shoved them in a corner downstairs because <laughs> I didn't have room for them upstairs. Well, because you were stuff shifting. It's because you, yeah, you weren't at that point where you were realizing stuff shifting does not improve my house. No, Dana, it doesn't. And now you know that. In. It gets more in, Dana. It does. I as but- much in the house as possible. I, I want to use it all. But then it's hard to manage and then you get frustrated with it. And when you're frustrated, most likely you're not creating the way that you wish you were creating. Right. right? right. And so it's like, now I know different. Now I know better. I know that the only way for me to really enjoy my house is to embrace the reality of the space that it is. And sewing is important to me. That's part of my identity. And I am going to, and I have the space for it, but I'm going to let that space make those hard decisions for me so that it doesn't get out of control. But it's not easy, but it it is so much more effective to go one item at a time 
final decision by final decision. That's so much more effective than big bursts of, you know, most likely in the moment where you moved all that stuff downstairs and shoved them in a corner, you felt like you were making big progress, right? <laughs> and I got it out of that room. Yeah. I mean, you and were like, out wow. of sight, out of mind, you know, so and yeah, down in the dark dungeon of the basement. But the and reason yet, I did that, Dana, upstairs in the apartment, the air conditioner, well, we did put a window unit in there, but in the summer on the second floor in Baltimore, it's hot. So I put a, I put my Bernina in the basement so that, it, but it's a dark dungeon and I don't want to go down there. But if I can't sew in the 90 degree upstairs, I have to sew somewhere. So I put the Bernina downstairs and my, 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 my other machine is upstairs. So I could, you know, well, my baby and, lock. I, I mean, and the reality is though that, okay, so you, so it gets super hot in the summer and you have to bring your machine downstairs. You don't need to have every single thing downstairs to do that, right? You could bring no. you could bring down just what you're working on. I could, I could, How about right? That? Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> um, but but you know, I think it's that the stuff shifting felt good in the moment, but it did not work. And realizing that did not work. And so I have to do it the other way because even though it's not going to feel as good in the moment but it's going to work. It's guaranteed to work. If I will go item by item, final decision, give it a real spot and remove, actually get out of your house, things that don't have a real home. So I know it's not fun, but it's, it works. It works. But you know, our, our, my donation center to stop donate, you know, I, I, they told me, no, we can't take any donations. So now I'm having to store stuff in the basement until they're open up again. But okay. I, I have hope that, you know, that they'll, are there they'll any other donation again. options? There is, but they're far away. And well, know, I just, are you yeah. on uh Facebook at all? I could do that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah but I, I, I mean, there are a lot of people who would love a fabric stash. You know, I mean, really there are people who might be thinking about starting to quilt. And so, you know, you say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm getting rid of this whatever. And well, actually I, I was thinking of the other situations that I would talk to you about today is okay. clothes and shoes, you know? Okay. Well, let's talk about clothes and shoes. Okay. Let's um, go to that one. Here we go. Um, so I, I enjoy selecting clothes daily for, that are fresh and fun, according to the weather, the temperature and the amount of sun. And I like to color black Dana and um, drawing a complete attractive look is like expressing art, you know, to myself mm -hmm. and to others, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, and it gives me a sense of joy. Now, everything I get, Dana, is secondhand. Like I go to that, I know I'm not supposed to go, but I go to that thrift store Yeah, because it's for, it's an emergency center for people who get free things. They get free food, they get free clothes, but those of us who can afford can still buy things. So mm -hmm. I can get things for a song instead of having to buy them new. So, you I know, mean, everything is less than $5. I mean, the prices went up a little bit, but you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're not... So, but I've made a space in several areas of my home to retrieve items to choose from, but it's something I enjoy. But if an outsider would most likely say it was excessive, how do I contain the ever-expanding options of my clothes? Like, for instance, I'm I'm wearing, a, you know, one of these um, vests, but I have eight vests, you know, for different colors. And and so I had, I had the why, when I go swimming, another lady does the same thing. You know, it's just that, Okay. There's nothing wrong with having that many. I mean, no. I know some people go, you know, well, you only need two, you know. <laughs> well, okay. So we're going to take other people's opinions out because we don't care. Okay. Like it doesn't matter. 
What I am going to ask you though, is are you able to handle what you have? Do you have the space and is it making it harder? It's overwhelming. It's it's just that the senders fall down because they're so full. Okay. Because, but my husband doesn't get rid of anything either. So well, we're not gonna worry about him. I know, I know, I know. know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So for you, let's, let's just talk about you. You. And let's do not care what anybody else says about their wardrobe. Okay. Because you can keep anything, but you can't keep everything. So if you wanted to fill every single closet in your house and that whole sewing room upstairs and say, I'm not going to do sewing anymore. It's going to be clothes so that I can choose from. You could do that as long as you were able to function and do what you need to do in your house. But what you're telling me right now is you're not able to, like, you're not willing to give up the sewing in order to keep the clothes, right? Well, uh, when the gender falls down on a clothes tree, you know, there's old fashioned wooden clothes trees, it's called a German, I guess it's a gender. So I have that. That's just what I'm saying is you're, you're, you can't keep it all. You can't handle it. It's it's and out of control. And more comes in. Okay. So what you need to do is embrace the container or containers mm-hmm. that you have. I know I see mm-hmm. the face that you're making as I said that. <laughs> all scrunched up. Um, you need to embrace the container and say, I love these things. I see the value. You don't have to be the hero for the really cool vest. Okay, because I know sometimes when I see the value in something that other people think is junk, I feel like I have to be the hero and keep it because I put these feelings upon it. Like, well, I'm going to value you. You know, I'm a great person. I'm I'm the hero here. I'm going to value you when nobody else will. Instead, I'm going to take all that out and say, I do think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. And yet I don't have the space for it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I need to take out the least favorite ones. I, they're still favorites. They're just least favorites. Okay. Thanks, Dana. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take them out and I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to put them on Facebook marketplace because my thrift store is closed right now, but I am going to get these things out until this space is functional. Because if you enjoy dressing, if you enjoy the art of it, it's going to be more fun when you can easily access stuff and when you can easily see stuff, right? Because right. if you're creating art through what you're wearing to be able to see what you really have is great. I mean, I know for me, when when my clothing spaces start to get, blah, 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 you know, and then I go through them and I'm like, oh, totally forgot I had this jacket. I loved this jacket and I completely forgot about it. Or I thought I had lost it somewhere, but instead it was under something over here because it was outside of where it was supposed to be, or the, there was too much in there and I couldn't get to it. Couldn't see it. So it's like, you are embracing this part of your personality and you're not saying, I wish I wasn't this way. You're saying I am this way. And for Mm -hmm. me to do this well, I need to be able to see and access my clothes, which means I can't have all the great things. But I also know that I enjoy thrift shopping, so I don't have to have it all at my house, right? I, <laughs> they can I, store it there for me. Okay, that's exactly right. Like all they right, can right, store okay. it there. I mean, I've I've said this. I just was saying it today on my YouTube live, but um, it was something that Tish Oxenrider, who doesn't really write about this kind of stuff anymore, but she did years ago. She views the thrift store as her storage unit, and she's like. 
if I, if it is something I could find at a thrift store for a couple of dollars, then I'm going to go ahead and donate it and then find another one similar a couple of years from now when I realize I need it for a couple of dollars. And I'll just view those couple of dollars as my storage fee that I paid to the thrift store. So yeah, I mean, because you enjoy the thrifting, right? Yes, I do. You do. And so if you're going to enjoy that and not have it hinder your life, then you've got to have that stuff. You got to get that stuff out. It's got to be like a donating and thrifting have to go together. They have to be like equal. Well, I want you to think about it like, and your, your listeners, it's like when you go to a thrift store and fiber fabric is all color and it's like a person using watercolors or acrylics or oils. And it's like, well, I, and people, it's like, they go, golly, you're all put together. And that's what, I mean, I can smile and go, yeah. I mean, the earrings that go, like my son-in-law used to say to me, don't, don't you think you have enough earrings? Well, I'll take what I'm wearing and I'll go, okay, well, this goes with the pants right. and this goes with the shirt. And it, it's like a whole palette. It's I love paint. I love colors. I just it is. love colors. But what does all colors mixed together make? Brown. Black, yuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, so not that brown is not a great color. I'm not saying, you know what I mean though? Like it's Yeah, just, I understand. It's like a, too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. Is, it feels like, but I want to have things to choose from. And yet, I know as a creative type of person, not that this is the same creativity it is, style. It is creative, but any creative but yeah, person. But limitations jazz me. I don't ah. necessarily want them, but they get me jazzed. You know what I mean? Like when I have to make something for, um, you know, when my kids are kind of past this stage, but like when they would say, mom, tomorrow we all have to wear a pumpkin shirt. And I'm like, oh my word, the car is broken down and I can't you know, like dad has the car and I can't get anyway. And besides we didn't have, you know, $6 to go try to find a pumpkin shirt. And I was like, okay, okay. Your brother's old shirt like this. And I've actually got some orange paint over here and I'm going to paint a pumpkin on there. And like, that's the kind of thing. Do you know that that is so much more fun to me Yes. than looking through and going, oh, I collected six different Halloween type shirts over the years from garage sales and none of them actually fit. And the one that's the cutest turns out has a stain I didn't notice or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. get the, that adrenaline, that excitement of creating from the limitations. Okay. And so I think it, it's that thinking that I've got to have all the stuff to be able to choose from when in reality, what really jazzes me is, is making it work. Well, that's what happened yesterday. I, I teach conversational English and I didn't have any index cards. So I, I cut up cardboard this, and I made a bingo game on mm-hmm. a piece of tag board. And I glued these, these little colored sheets. I forget what you call them, but the sticky notes, the sticky notes mm-hmm. on, on these little pieces of cardboard. And then I'm going to put them on the bingo board. And then my, my students will, but I, if I had had index cards, I, I went to where they should be. But I had stuck everything into a box so that when my daughter-in-law and all came, the kitchen wasn't a mess. And did my daughter you, goes, boy, mommy, you really, you know, but I had, I had to create something. Did you have fun creating? Tomorrow. And I did have fun creating it. 
And, yeah. and so you had fun making do. I mean, like you yeah. had fun. That's what I had. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is more fun. And so it's like going ahead and letting go of things, knowing that other stuff is going to come along. You know, I mean, like yeah. knowing that you're going to go to the thrift store at some point and you're going to be bringing stuff. It's like letting stuff go means that you now can see better and remember certain things that you're like, oh, when I bought that from the thrift store, I had all these big ideas and now it's been shoved behind these other things for six years and I forgot I had it. And so instead it's like, I'm getting all of this extra out, knowing that I'm going to have other fun stuff come in at some point, getting mm -hmm. all that out and bright, letting the container make those hard decisions. I'm like, I would keep all of this. I see the value in it, but this is the space that I have. I'm going to pull out, pull out, pull out until it's easily accessible. I'm going to enjoy that for a while. And then when I realize, I really wish that I had purple cowboy boots. <laughs> I still have to go back to the thrift store. <laughs> Which you'll be excited about, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, don't you think, don't you think if you come up with an outfit that needs purple cowboy boots, no, I could some people online paint them, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll exactly them. what doesn't that sound fun to paint them? Uh, yeah, it does. I yeah. tried doing that with Joanne fabrics, getting a paint and it didn't work out. And I, I just laughed. I laughed. I actually, my daughter had a cowboy day at school, like in kindergarten. And I had seen a little girl that had, um, I think hers were embroidered on there, but there were these really bright flowers. And so I came home and I had a pair of cowboy boots that fit her from a garage sale and I painted flowers on there. And we got so many compliments on those things. Like, yeah. and it was so much fun Fun. and going and searching for, for purple cowboy boots or figuring out which pair you could paint. That's going to be fun. Right. Yeah. So as of right now, you could get rid of the purple cowboy boots, knowing that you could make do and come up with a way because you are creative, but it, yeah. but having all of that stuff stifles that creativity, right? Because you're managing, right. you're spending a lot of either you're spending energy actually managing it, or you are halted from being creative because of feeling like I should really manage all this stuff before I get to do something fun. Yeah. Cause I haven't, Dana, I, I haven't sewn like I in the thing that I sent you all last March is that I'm going on a retreat with my sewing guild. I haven't sewn since last March. Yeah. And I, I go to my guild and I make up the raffle baskets for everybody. And again, get this, I store six boxes of stuff in the basement for our guild, but we raise a hundred and some dollars each month for the stuff that I store in the basement for the guild to raise money. But I like to make the raffle baskets and it's everybody else's stuff that they bring in that they're trying to get rid of. We all take home with us and we bid money on it. We raised $180 because I gave a really nice Amish quilt last time. I just said, mm -hmm. I, I'm going through my stuff and I'm going to donate some quilts. And so they wanted my quilt. So we raised money. They for would probably want all your fabric. I mean, that sounds like a place where you could go and have a yeah. giveaway table. We have a free table. We have a free yeah. table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I took some really pretty things to the thrift shop. They wouldn't take. And I thought, well, I could even take some of that stuff to the, the, the quilt people because they're they like pretty things, too, because. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag a watch that says it all. 
jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com They create things. How much do you think that the level of stuff in your house is the reason why you haven't sewn since last March? Good question. You know, um, I, I'm overwhelmed with things that are important and urgent more than my own passion. Mm-hmm. And I keep putting everything else before that and just saying, well, someday. Some, I mean, I'm tired of that someday, but I'd like to do it, but I just haven't taken the time to do it. Sounds like you need some bandwidth in your life. You need some, some wiggle What's that room. mean, Dana? What's bandwidth? Yeah, I was, I said it. And then I was like, I don't know exactly what that means. And she's going to ask, but no, uh. <laughs> no, bandwidth. I, what, what do I need? Okay. So bandwidth, I believe I'm sure somebody will email me and tell me how I said this wrong. I think, you know, bandwidth has to do with the capability of things to happen on this internet line or cable line or whatever. So it's like, you know, you've got internet juice coming through and you can only have so many things use that internet juice, right? So like, that's why I'm thankful to have my office. Today is an ice day as we're talking here in Texas. And so my whole family is home. Well, I have an office office separate from my house now with its own internet line. And my kids all said, Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that you have your office because if you didn't, you would be yelling at us all day today to get off the internet so that you could have the full function of the internet. See what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you know, if you have too many things pulling that power and that juice, then nothing works perfectly. Nothing works the way it's supposed to. Well, but, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah. See, the issue and then Dana is if I told you what my life was like, I got up at 6.30 this morning. I had a, like an eight o'clock class at the Y and then I had to go someplace else. And then I go to meetings like every other day, either online or at someplace else. Mm-hmm. And then I try to get a nap in because I'm burning the candle at both ends, like getting up at six mm-hmm. and going to bed at 11.30. And I just, at my age and physical condition, I need a nap. So it's like, by the time I get up early, I go to several meetings like tonight I'm, I'm because I'm diabetic. I'll, I'll be on a zoom for my pump club. So my day is just too full. I just, and I know that's too, but I love what I, everything I do. And I just, so, yeah, so that's the band. That, I'm doing too much. I, well, I don't want, I don't know what to get rid of. Get I, rid love of it all. I love life. I just love life. Get rid of some of your clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it sounds a little bit weird, except that if you, those clothes are stressing you out. Even when you are not focusing on them, the fact that you have uh, too many choices, too many choices, and, too many choices, and 
closet bars and things like that, that are collapsing, that is a low key stress on you at all time. That is just, it's like, I've got all these fun things I'm doing, but I have all these, this other list of things that I have got to take care of. Cause it is, oh my goodness, I have got to deal with this stuff. If you will get stuff out of your house, then that diminishes that other feeling of, oh, I've got to deal with those things. Once they're out of the house, you never have to deal with them again. And that's going to decrease that band, whatever bandwidth. Why do I say, keep saying bandwidth when I don't really know what it means, but you know what I mean? But that's going to just decrease that stress that you may not even realize you're feeling that then lets you fully enjoy the things that you want to do. And as you let go of these physical things that you realize, oh, I thought I loved that thing. And yet, wow, I love my house so much more with open space and being able to I manage the stuff I have. But, this, but Dana, I'll never but, get open space. I'll but, never get it. My, my neighbors I even don't. told me, Janet, you'll never have open space. Your neighbors have not written books on decluttering I and, and I they, have. And they have, they've moved, but see, my, <laughs> I can't get rid of other people's stuff, sweetie. And well, there's not a single room that doesn't have stuff in it. Don't worry about the other people's stuff. Cause you've told me about plenty of your stuff. Right. Your stuff will make plenty of a difference. Okay. And then you might be surprised that other people start to change how, because why in the world would they want to get rid of their stuff when your stuff is everywhere? Like they're like, well, what difference would it make? Right? Like, because you've well, got your stuff I too. Feel. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Except that you're the one who is a patron of this crazy lady on the internet yeah. and having this conversation with me today. So you are more, you understand that this needs to change. And so you are focused on it. Yeah. You can do this. You, you okay. can totally do this. And then as you get rid of things and as you realize how much you enjoy the things that you have because you got rid of the excess stuff and it actually works and fits, then it might change some of your perspective on some of your activities where you go, I love all of these. It is not that I don't love all of these activities. I think they all have value. I love the people in them. They are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yet I don't have the threshold to be able to do all of these things. And so I'm going to let one go so that I can enjoy the ones that I keep even more. But don't let that scare you, okay? Because you also might have lots more energy to do all of these different things when you don't have all this stuff nagging at you without you even realizing that you're nagging. It's nagging at you. So it's hard. It's not easy, but it's one item at a time. Final decision by final decision. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I, I do, like, I, I did dishes right before, mm-hmm. you know, calling you and I just yeah. said, well, they're, they're there and they're waiting for me, but I, I did the dishes yeah. and I love a clear counter. I, you know, I love to cook. Well, I'll say that tongue in cheek, but <laughs> for years and decades, I didn't yeah. cook. But if my counter is clear, I am enthralled when I go in places that are open, mm-hmm. but I know that it's like tongue in cheek, Janet. I know I love what we've got. Everything is nicely displayed. All my husband's collectibles are nicely displayed, but there's not a single, there's no walls in our house because they're full. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no space between furniture because we want to stick another something in there. But I'll, I'll take, honest to goodness, I'll, I'll appreciate you and I'll, I'll, I'll just do mine. And just, and see what it makes a difference. Cause like yeah. you said, I, I'm not going to make excuses. I can't make excuses. Any less stuff will improve that feeling that you're having of everything is covered. Having less stuff, your stuff is the stuff that you can get out first. So 
your stuff being gone, not all of it, but your stuff having any part of it gone is less and that is going to improve things. So, you know, it's just, just remind yourself. I mean, that's, that's just truth. It just is. You can only control yourself and it's hard to make somebody else care at the level that you care about until they have seen, oh, she cares enough that she's actually getting rid of stuff that I never thought she would get rid of. That's what happened with me. My kids and my husband's relationship with stuff changed when they saw me get rid of stuff that at one point I would never have gotten rid of because I would have had all these reasons why I loved it and I had to keep it. But as I let- Do you still have that big guy at your head or something like that? My mannequin, yes, I have my mannequin right over there. (laughs) But- but I, as I got rid of stuff, they realized, oh, okay, our house really is easier to manage. It's easier to live in. It's more comfortable. And they started to see the benefit of open space where they maybe hadn't thought about that before. I think getting started is going to be the key. And I know you've done some things, but I think really saying I have got to get stuff out of here because if I get out, get it out of here, I'm not going to have to manage it anymore. And that is going to reduce this feeling of just being overwhelmed by my house. I think it's, you're going to see a big difference. But I have a problem with the emotional attachment and, and it's sometimes that stuff like sometimes I'll think my my husband's stuff is more important than me, you know, and I feel, you know, is, I, we, we just can't get rid of that. No, that was aunt so-and-so's. No, we can't get rid of that. That was grandma's. And, and you have more I, stuff than I don't have to get rid of this stuff. And we have that stuff war. Again, you know, again, I, I had to accept that as long as I was keeping my own abundance of clutter, it was offensive for me to point out his clutter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the holding on could very well be a reaction to, I'm sorry, why are you pointing out my clutter when you've got all that clutter? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's, that's part of the value of focusing on your own stuff first. Don't worry about his, don't worry about it. Okay. Don't okay. just work, worry about your own stuff first. Yeah. It, it can be frustrating though, Dana. I mean, oh, it's of course frustrating. Nobody's pretending that it's not frustrating. It is frustrating. If what it takes for you to be comfortable at home is to have open space, then that sewing room being pretty bare and saying, I'm going to keep just what will fit in this one small part of this. And I'm going to actually get rid of everything else. That's really prioritizing having open space that you say is important to you, right? You mean, so all the other areas of the house won't have my sewing stuff in it. It'll only be in that one room. And that'll make a big difference. Yes, it'll make a huge difference. And even it's not shoving it all in that one room. It's keeping it functional. And so it's one (laughs) inning, one outing. It's embracing the reality of each shelf, each drawer, each thing. So it's like, oh, wow, I forgot I had um, an entire huge crate full of rickrack. I like that word. Anyway, (laughs) but I had a huge crate full of rickrack. I completely forgot about. I'm going to haul it up there. It has to have a place to go. And so that means I may have to get rid of this entire drawer full of, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some other word, but you know what I mean? Like I, I was full of some other product. Okay. Yes. Like push pins or something. I, I may have to get rid of all of this stuff. And then that's when your brain goes, 
oh, I don't like rickrack that much because I actually use the pins. I don't need, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's where you, you let it be item by item one at a time with the goal of it being a space that is functional and for it to be functional, it has to have room to breathe and work. And you will feel like you can breathe better just when you deal with your own stuff before, even though his collections and her collections will be still all over the walls and everything, you'll feel better about your house just getting rid of your own stuff. Does that mean because I can hide in my own spaces that are less No, cluttered? it's just you're you're going to, your house is going to be easier to manage for you. You're going to like it better. You're going to feel like you can move around more easily. You're going to experience that open space because there is space that could be open, but it's full full of your stuff, you know, but so go somebody, ahead and- but somebody- but, you know, Dawn said that she put those empty crates in so Tom wouldn't put stuff in them. If I have open space, that'll just make room for Frank to get another bookshelf. If you want to do the crate thing, that's fine. I did not do that. I mean, I think that if that is a solution for if. if no, you, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If are I, you predicting get, that or you know it's happened? Have you cleared something out completely that was your space? And if it then, was my space, no, no. Mm-mm. Okay. It then just happen. worry about your space. Don't, don't predict future problems. I have spent a lot of years just trying to catch, just trying to get my breath, Dana, just Well, but now you know the difference between stuff shifting and decluttering. Now you know the difference. I think what you were doing before was probably stuff shifting. And you also, it did, you didn't consider, maybe I have to get rid of some of my sewing stuff because it was like, well, that's good stuff. So that has to stay. It's other, no, maybe it's that stuff that, that is likely what needs to go as well. Some of that. Okay. So blame the container, start getting stuff out, look ahead, not back. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to look ahead. Yeah. Look ahead at your own stuff. Thank you so much. (laughs) At my own stuff. Thank you. So tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. Well, especially today, um, getting online, there were 45 people looking at your pretty face, just like me and these little um, games, the square, uh, the square game. And it was just so much fun. And, and, out of those 45, you probably hit at least 30 some people's comments and everybody could share how they felt. And as I was doing my errands, I could listen to everybody's, everybody had the same issues that I had, you know, start the process, know that it's going to be slow. And I think I would love to hear just the changes that you experience and just the overall, you know, enjoying living in your house, being there together. So I appreciate you so much for coming Thank you on. very much for your time. Thank it's you so much. really fun. Okay. I hope you all loved that conversation. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to be a patron of the show, if you want to be one of the kindred spirits that we mention, uh, just go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. And also don't forget that I now have coaches. So if you are interested in having someone personally help you through my decluttering process. Go to declutteringcoaches.com. That's my site. They're all my coaches that are on there and uh, you can find someone to help you declutter. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.